Apple reportedly preparing a new subscription service. The U.S. labor market continues to tighten. We cover the biggest analyst calls of the day, and BlackRock CEO Larry Fink has some interesting comments on cryptocurrency. This is the Running With The Money Briefing. Let's get into it. And we are back. Welcome to another episode of the Running With The Money Briefing, powered by Pound of the Table. I'm your host, Luke Donay. And without further ado, let's get into what in the world the markets are doing. We have the Dow Jones finishing up a very strong 349 points. The NASDAQ up 269 points. And the S&P 500 up 63 points. So it was a pretty darn bullish day throughout the markets. But shifting into what in the world is going on with Apple. Now, speaking of Apple... According to reports out of Bloomberg today, we have a rumor swirling and news swirling that Apple is preparing a hardware subscription service for iPhones. So in essence, it's an iPhone as a service, I suppose you could call it. It'd be very similar to as if you were subscribing to iCloud. So if you're subscribed to iCloud, you pay, you know, the monthly fee to have iCloud. Well, it's going to be very similar to that, but instead your monthly fee is for an iPhone directly through Apple. So this is very interesting. In essence, this would benefit Apple in one key way. And that one key way is called recurring revenues. So as we all know, analysts throughout the many years have been wanting Apple to generate even more recurring revenue, not just product revenue, but recurring revenue. And of course, this is another way in which they can produce recurring revenue or even services revenue. So this is very interesting. Now you shift into really some of the commentary on this. And while the analysts have been asking for this, we actually had comments uh, out of Mr. Tim Cook, CEO of Apple, all the way back in 2019. And in 2019, on an earnings call, he was asked if Apple would ever consider, for instance, a hardware subscription, very similar to the reports we are seeing today. His response was this, in terms of hardware as a service or as a bundle, If you will, there are customers today that essentially view the hardware like that because they're on upgrade plans and so forth. So to some degree, that exists today. So really, at one point, it already does exist. I mean, even if you went to a, say, service provider like Verizon and decided to get an iPhone through Verizon, you're likely paying, if you don't pay upfront, a monthly fee to Verizon to have that phone. So really, it does exist, but this would be more of a subscription service for an iPhone directly through Apple, which in turn would create direct recurring revenue for Apple itself. So this is definitely still a big move. Now for some details here, it is important to note that Apple's services business did report $68.4 billion in sales in 2021, representing 27% growth year over year. So that is still very strong, all of which includes services such as iCloud, the Apple App Store, and Apple Music, but also warranties. So this is all very important to take in, but it is a big-time headline coming into Apple And if this plan truly does come to fruition, it would simply generate more recurring revenues for the company, only making Apple stronger. And analysts say it would actually bring their valuation to a point where investors would be willing to pay up for it even more. So this is very much interesting. A very 
big time headline of the day coming out of Bloomberg. Now, shifting into the U.S. labor market, it continues to tighten the numbers of Americans filing for new claims of jobless benefits. Well, that dropped to a 52 and a half year low last week. Yes, 52 and a half year low, the lowest level we have seen since September of 1969. So initial claims for state unemployment benefits did indeed drop by 28,000 to a seasonally adjusted 187,000 for the week ending March 19th. Now, it is important to note, what does all of this mean? Well, if you have a rapidly diminishing labor market, in essence, employers are going to be out here and they're going to say, look, I need workers, so I'm going to raise my wage and see if I can pull them from somewhere else. So what you get is a situation in which you have wage inflation and a tightening labor market will continue to boost wage inflation in which we do not need right now because as we all know, inflation is going absolutely nuts everywhere you look, it seems. Now, one last note on the numbers here. The number that was expected, the 187,000, that was expected to be 212,000 per analyst. So we continue to see these unemployment benefit estimations out of economists be overshot and the actual number much lower, which is actually a good metric for the economy. But when it comes to, for instance, an inflation issue, it's not all the best. Also, continuing claims declined sharply between February and March the survey period to be specific, in which the unemployment rate dropped to a two-year low to 3.8%. So that unemployment rate is once again, after this whole entire COVID-19 pandemic, getting down to levels that we have not seen in quite a while as well. So there's your updated data that came out today on the U.S. labor market. Now, shifting into the biggest analyst calls of the day, we had Loop reiterating Apple as a buy. The firm announced a quote, Many pundits lazily bifurcate the market into low, mid, high brands on brands. But we see Apple dividing the total addressable market up with much more granularity. The 2022 iPhones will be the catalyst for the broader market total addressable market coverage. So, Loop believes that all these other analysts who are naysaying Apple are wrong, that they're way too simple and not digging into the details, specifically when it comes to total addressable market, and believes that the iPhones will continue to be the catalyst for Apple. We also had Bank of America reiterating Snap as a buy. The firm went on to say, quote, on 323, Snap announced that it has acquired NextMind, a France-based brain-computer interface startup. The technology monitors neural activity to understand a user's intent when interacting with a computing interface, allowing a user to push a virtual button simply by focusing on it. So, it seems Bank of America is quite bullish on this new technology that Snap has acquired, and therefore they like the stock, reiterating it as a buy. We also had Morgan Stanley reiterating Microsoft as overweight, confirming on to say, quote, while investors acknowledge strong secular growth trends supporting demand for the broad solution set, questions remain on the durability of growth given Microsoft's scale. Assessing the scale of these market opportunities bolsters confidence in growth durability and the attractiveness of Microsoft. Morgan Stanley liking what they see in Microsoft's future. We also had Morgan Stanley reiterating Amazon as overweight today. The firm went on to say, quote, today we address the impact of higher diesel cost on Amazon's cost structure and EBIT. As detailed below, 
We expect a significant near-term impact. We lower 2022-2023 EBIT by 15% as we now assume higher diesel cost into 2023. There are also many opportunities for Amazon to offset higher fuel cost and drive upside to our still above street estimates. So Morgan Stanley basically taking in diesel cost when making some calculations surrounding EBIT, but also noting that they continue to like the stock in the future for the company. We also had JP Morgan reiterating Cleveland Cliffs as a top pick. Berman on say, quote, within the steel group, Cleveland Cliffs remains a clear top pick, which is long raw materials via its iron ore assets, pellets with excess capacity, HBI, hot bricketed iron plant, scrap business, and also has key steelmaking assets for the automotive industry. So JP Morgan liking the diversification of Cleveland Cliffs and therefore reiterating it a top pick. Now that is all for the analyst calls of the day, but shifting into some interesting comments out of BlackRock CEO Larry Fink when it comes to Ukraine in relation to cryptocurrencies. So, Mr. Larry Fink, in a letter to shareholders that was published today, he pretty much discussed a lot of the impacts of the Russian-Ukraine conflict And he went on to say in relation to the digital payment system and cryptocurrencies, exactly this on quote, a global digital payment system thoughtfully designed can enhance the settlement of international transactions while reducing the risk of money laundering and corruption. Digital currencies can also help bring down the cost of cross-border payments. For example, when extrapiate workers send earnings back to their families. So Mr. Larry Fink, CEO of BlackRock seems to think that possibly cryptocurrency could be um, quicker adopted or the adoption of cryptocurrency could be accelerated by this unfortunate conflict between Ukraine and Russia. And therefore, possibly you see this adoption turn into something more in the future. Now, it is important to note that Larry Fink did say they have increased interest from clients when it comes to cryptocurrencies, that BlackRock is studying cryptocurrencies, stable coins, and their underlying technologies, but a BlackRock spokesperson did indeed decline to comment. So it'll be interesting to see what's to come between BlackRock and cryptocurrencies. But that will be all for the show today. It was a short one. We didn't have all too much to cover in this episode, but we'll be back tomorrow to cover not only the biggest headlines and analyst calls of the day, but also the biggest moments of the week. Until then, easily profit, trade on, and I will see you tomorrow.